Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. Glory to God. Well, you ready to dig into the Word this morning? Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, like I said, a lot of times people, they don't think about Jesus, Him before He became flesh and blood. But that's how it all started. It's God from eternity past. God, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, how He looked down, He saw the groaning of the prisoners. He saw humanity and how far humanity had fallen from Him how far into darkness they had fallen, how in bondage they were. And, you know, even folks that grow up, they got money, uh, good education, they do well, they seem to be successful. You know, all of that falls still so, so short of what God planned for man. God's plan for man was to be awesome. It is an awesome plan, but man turning away from God, allowing sin and darkness to come into this world, changed everything. And so our best is pitiful in comparison to God's best for us, His plan for us. His plan is so much bigger. You know, a lot of times folks come up with all kinds of great plans for their life. They, you know, they plan out their future and when they're going to retire and whatever it might be. I'm going to, when I grow up, I'm going to do this. Or you know what we're going to do? You know, next year we're going to do this or we're going to have this and we're going to get that house. We're going to get that car. We're going to do this. We're going to have a family, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and people have all kinds of plans, but it does not compare to God's plan. God's plan is a supernatural plan. It is a super abundant plan. This is what Jesus said. He said, the thief, in referring to the devil, he said, he's come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that they might have life, and they have it more abundantly. They have it overflowing. And we're not just talking about existing. We're not just talking about getting through the day. He's got abundant life for us. None of us are walking in the fullness of it, but we're to be growing in it all the time. We're to be growing in our faith in what God has prepared for us so that we're experiencing more and more of his life, his abundant life. And it's just to be getting better and better and better. Life is to be getting brighter and brighter and brighter so that every year we look back at the past year and we think, that's pitiful in comparison to where I am right now. And just when you think it can't get any better, God reveals more of what he has for you to you. And next thing you know, it gets bigger. It gets brighter. It gets better. And we're to live that way. We're to, not that we're going to be in a world that's free of trials and tests. In the world, Jesus said, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome anything you're going to face in life, anything that's going to come against you. I've already overcome it. And now I'm in you through my Holy Spirit to cause you to overcome, to cause you to be an overcomer, to cause you to triumph in every area of life. 
So there'll be difficulties, there'll be trials, there'll be tests, but we're going to come through them and we get better. We get stronger. Things get brighter. As we pass through every test, it just gets brighter for us on the other side because we're keeping our eyes on him. But if we just look at our humanity, if we just look at the world around us and look to other people and lean on our own understanding, then we grossly limit ourselves and grossly limit ourselves in the kind of life we are to live. I want that abundant life. And it's not just for when we get to heaven. Jesus said that we're to be praying and believing that we would experience days of heaven right here while we're on the earth. Right? The Our Father prayer. He said to pray that you have days of heaven on earth, that God's kingdom would come, that you would experience heaven on earth, that you experience God's will on earth as it is in heaven. So I want that, don't you? Well, how do we get to know that? How do we experience it? How do we get to know God's will for our life, God's plan for our life? He's given us the Bible. He's given us his word, and he's given us the Holy Spirit. So when we're hearing the word of God, we're not just putting in our religious time, and it's like it's a nice religious thing, and it makes us feel good about ourselves that we went to church and we read our Bible. No, this is it right here. This is, this is revealing to us this abundant, awesome, overwhelming, amazing, supernatural life that God has for us. So, man, we just want to dig into this. It's not like, I know I should read my Bible. This is the plan. This is the abundant life plan, the supernatural plan God's got for you. He's written it down so it could always be there, always be there. When things look dark, things are difficult, and it doesn't look like they're going to get any brighter. It just seems like it's only getting darker. We can go over to the Bible. We could open it up and we can look and see, no, 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 this is a temporary situation. This is subject to change. I'll come through this thing shining like silver and gold, bless God, and I'll be better and brighter on the other side of this thing that I'm going through. I got it right here in the word of God. And we could turn to the word of God every day and be encouraged and be strengthened in our faith and see more fully this great plan that God has for us. Amen. Every one of us, every one. You know, sometimes people think, well, well, that's for them. You know, they're, they're special. And, and God, you know, you know he, he picks the special ones. And, you know, they kind of treat God like he's Santa Claus. You know, like he's, you know, he's checking his list and checking it twice. Going to find out who's naughty and nice. And, uh, you know, and if you make the list, if you're one of the special ones, then, uh, then he's going to go ahead and, and bless. No, Jesus died for the whole world. He died for the whole, and the Bible says he is no respecter of persons. Jesus died for every human being. He came for every person. He's got abundant life for every human being. Everybody, 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 everybody is special in the eyes of God. But not everybody receives it. Not everybody knows about it. The Bible says that, number one, God's not willing that any should perish. So he doesn't want anybody to perish. But then over in the book of Hosea, it says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So God doesn't want anybody to perish, but they do perish. They perish by the thousands, the millions. They perish. People go off into eternity without God. They stay in spiritual darkness their whole life. 
and then they pass from this life, and it only gets worse. It only gets worse. You know, when you're disconnected from the source of life, it only gets worse. And no matter how much you try to dress it up, and you try to make things better, you try to make things look better, and you plan great things, you can build something great, but ultimately, it's not going to last it's going, to fall, it's going to fall apart. It's going to come down. Why? Because everything in this world, including the planet itself, is dying. Everything is dying. Everything in this life is passing away. Everything in this life is corroding. It's all falling apart because it's disconnected from him. But then when someone gets a glimmer of light, and that light is Jesus, and they see him not just as a religious figure like I saw him growing up most of my life, I mean, I went to a religious school for eight years, you know, raised in a religious home, and I even did some things in the church, very religious things, but I did not see the light. They talked about the Christ, they talked about the nativity, they talked about his birth, they talked about these things, but there was no reality in it, there was no light, there was no life. It was just man's attempt to try to understand and know his purpose in life without actually humbling himself and allowing God to reveal it to them. We can't figure it out. I said, we can't figure it out. It's when man comes to a place of humility and recognizes, I can't figure it out. I can't improve my life. Going to church isn't going to fix my life. There's only one thing that can fix my life. It's the God that created my life. God, fix me. God, reveal yourself to me. I can't figure you out. I can't try to figure any of this out. You've got to reveal yourself to me. And when we humble ourselves and ask, light comes. Light comes. Jesus comes. The reality of him comes. And then everything wakes up on the inside of us. And now we belong to God. We are what the Bible calls born again. It's like life starts all over. You are born again, born anew in your spirit. No longer are you just born of flesh and blood, but you are now born of God. In fact, over in uh, John chapter 1, it says in verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Again, he is the life. He is the life. How many people want to live the life? You know, folks look over some folks, they got a lot of nice things, they got things going for them, it appears in the natural, and they say, man, they got the life. They got the, well, no, they got the existence if they don't got Jesus. Now, if they got Jesus, they got the life. Has anybody here got the life? Yeah, so, so, so folks that don't have the life should be envious of you. They should want what you have. They should look and think, man, they got the life. They got the life. Why? Because you got the life. You got Jesus. See, and from him, all good things come. But again, all those good things come as a result of what God is first doing inside us. Do you have the life on the inside of you? Man, you should be more happier than the richest person on the earth. On the inside. On the inside, you are wealthy. You are rich. 
You are blessed. You got more than enough because you got the source of life on the inside of you. Now, you got him on the inside. Bless God, he'll work himself out onto the outside of your life, too. He'll begin to manifest in this world around us. But it all starts on the inside. I'm going to go back here, actually, to verse 9. Verse 9. That was the light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own, his own people, did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Notice that. Born of God. And again, it talks about those who received him. See, God's given himself to everybody. He's made himself available to everybody. But not everybody receives him. You know the biggest thing that gets between us and God? Even as, even as Christians, even people that have received Jesus, we want to receive more of him. We want to receive more of this plan that he has for this life that he has for us, right? We want to receive more. But what gets in the way of that receiving? It's this thing called pride. And one of the biggest things God did by sending his son Jesus in the way that he sent his son was to deliver us from pride and get us to a place of humility. We should be growing in our humility, which is our dependence upon God, not our dependence upon ourselves. We're learning to let go. That's what faith is all about. Faith is about trusting in God, fully trusting in him. We need to learn to let go of our reasonings, let go of the things that we have depended upon, hung on to for dear life. A lot of folks will hang on to a doctor for dear life. You know, you have a physical problem. Other people run to the medication, run to the doctor. Well, thank God for doctors. Thank God for medication. They're all gifts from heaven. God has graced men to be able to help us. But ultimately, it's God who's going to deliver us. It's God who's going to rescue us. People will cling to dear life to another human being because they don't want to live life alone or because whatever it might be, protection, help, whatever it might be in life. Many people are clinging to all kinds of things, but we're learning as we're seeking him to let go. Let go. And as we let go and we take hold of him, put our trust in him to reveal himself to us, to be our life, to be our protection, to be our strength, to be the one that's going to teach us, to be the one that's going to guide us in life. He's our answer. He knows exactly what we have need of. He's the one that's going to get us through this life and get us through it successfully, calls us to live a happy life. When we recognize he's our joy, he's our peace, and not these other things, not the entertainment of this world, not the various different pleasures of this world, when we recognize he's our joy, he's our peace, then we can let go of stuff. Some people are so afraid. I mean, a lot of Christians, you know, they, they get saved. You know, they make Jesus the Lord of their life, but they're still hanging on to all kinds of stuff. 
Some of you, I just look at you, I see you're just bracing yourself. People just, people just hanging on to all kinds of things, hanging on to their chair, bless God. What's going to happen next? People just hanging on, hanging on to things, you know, just clinging. Clinging to stuff. See, that's going to hinder us. See, that's all pride. That's all us depending on ourselves, on our strength, the strength of the flesh, looking to others. We need to cling to him for dear life, for abundant life. In order to do that, we've got to let go. You know, if somebody wanted to hand me this, Joshua, why don't you hand this to me? Now, Joshua really wants to hand this to me. And so I'm like, but I'm holding this over here, see. I'm holding this over here, see. Yeah, yeah, just, oh, thanks, I really want that. I really need that. Oh, that'd be great to have. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I just, (laughs) not going to work very well, is it? No, if my hands are full, if I'm hanging on to something else, I can't take that. I can't take that. What are you hanging on to this morning? Is there anything, is there something you're hanging on to? Is there something you're clinging to? And God's, God's preaching to you this morning. He's giving you his word this morning. He said, I've got abundant life for you. I'm going to take care of you. You can trust me. I'm going to put you over. I'm going to bring you through. Happy days are here again. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And people are, yes. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, God. Sure. Okay. And then they drag their podium with them. <laughs> people go, go out of here, they're dragging, people are dragging all kinds of stuff. And that's not how God meant it to be. He doesn't want us to be dragging all kinds of stuff. He doesn't want us leaning on a clock. He doesn't want us leaning on natural things. A lot of times people are looking to all the natural things of this world. And that's hindering them from being able to receive what he has for them. Say, God's got abundant life for me. So you got to believe that. you gotta, you got to believe that to the point where you receive that, where you can trust him enough to let go of what, whatever, whatever would keep you from fully trusting in him. A lot of times people say, I trust God, I trust God, but they're not really examining themselves. They're not really examining themselves. A lot of times people don't even have time to spend time in his word, which, which we said before, I mean, this is it. This is the plan right here. I mean, this is it. Our answers are right here. We study this thing, and, and, and we get in this word. We're going to find things that are going to strengthen our faith and cause us to be able to triumph in life. But I don't have time for that. Why, why don't you have time for that? Because other things are just so important to you. Because you're depending on other things. You're depending on other things other than him. You know, God knows there's other things. There's lots of things to do in life. But everything we're to be doing in life, we're to be doing from him, not in ourselves, not in our own strength. We're doing it with his ability, with him guiding us every step of the way. And isn't it an awesome thing that God will guide you every step of the way? The Bible says, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I mean, he won't just help, he won't just help order our daytimer, our weekly planner. He'll order our very step, our every move, if we look to him. Bible says, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. He'll direct him. And actually, uh, in my Bible, in the margin, it says smooth for direct. That also can be translated smooth. He'll smooth your path. 
He'll make things a lot smoother for you. Now, he, he didn't say you're not going to go through tribulations and stuff, but he can make it a lot smoother. He can make it a much smoother ride than some folks are experiencing. Some folks have made it really rough on themselves. I mean, they're going through it with like hardly any grace at all. They're just going through it in their own strength. And it is a bumpy, bouncy road. And a lot of times folks can't make it through. They're overwhelmed. They're overcome by the conditions of life, the circumstances of life. That's not what God has planned for you and I. Can you say amen? We want it to go smooth. He's going to smooth our path. He's going to direct us. He's going to order our steps. He's going to guide us. We're looking to him. Looking to him for everything, for everything. So it's, it's not just I believed on Jesus, what he did for me. I got saved, and now I'm going to go on and continue to live life in my own strength. No, 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 no. Now we're learning to let go and trust Jesus. Trust God more and more and more and more. Letting go, letting go, and receiving more of his grace into our life. More of his strength, more of his ability in our life. You know, the other day something happened where my son, Mark, 16... This thought came to him, and then he heard something that he had, just, he had just thought it. He thought it before it happened, and it was a thought that you just wouldn't normally think. This thought just came, and, he, and then this happened. He went, I, I just thought of that right before that happened. I said, well, son, I said, that's the Holy Spirit teaching you his, his voice. That's him wanting you to recognize his thoughts so he used something as natural and, and uh, like that to just help you to be able to start to recognize, okay, so that's what it's like when God speaks to me, when God puts a thought in my mind, when God's trying to say something to me. See, we should be looking for the Holy Spirit to teach us, lead us, so we get real skillful at recognizing his voice. Wait, that wasn't my thought, that's God's thought. Yeah, no, that's God. No, God's leading us to do this today. No, God would have us go this way today. And we just know exactly what to do. And my mind said, my understanding said, do this. I had planned this all out, but then I prayed. I turned it over to God. And as I went through my day, he redirected some things. He redirected some things. And I followed his plan. He showed me another way to go. And we should just know how to do that. That's how it's going to get better and better and better for us. It's going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. But the more we're over here trying in our own strength, trying to figure it all out, the harder it gets, the harder life gets. We are born of God. We have received his grace. Now we got to grow in God. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you've been born of God, just like he said here, to those who have received him, verse 12, but as many as received him, To them he gave the right to become children of God. Now, there's a lot of folks that think everybody's a child of God. But you can see right there from that verse, not everybody's a child of God. True? I mean, you look at that verse right there. Look at it again, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become something they weren't. They're going to become this now. Become children of God. You know, I, I grew up hearing, we're, you know, everybody is God's little children. Everybody is God's little children. We're all God's children in the earth. But that's not Bible. That's a deception. That's not true. See, and it's a big deception. Because if everybody thinks we're all children of God, then there's nothing to, 
There's nothing missing. There's nothing to seek after. But we need to realize not everybody is a child of God. In fact, over in John's gospel, Jesus called some of the most pious religious people of his day. He said, you're of your father, the devil. Called them children of the devil. Children of the devil. But those who receive him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Ooh, hallelujah. Have you received your rights and privileges? See, sinners aren't children of God. They're sinners. They're sinners. They're not children of God. You can't be a sinner and a child of God. You can't be both. Thank God through Jesus by receiving him. Not just receiving what he did for us, but receiving him. The person of Jesus. Receive him. We become children of God. And we're not just born of blood, verse 13. Nor the will of flesh. Nor the will of man. You know, my parents had six kids. I'm number six. And they had four boys. And they kept trying because they wanted a girl. And so then they got their girl. She was number five. Four boys. And then number five was the girl. And they said, well, bless God, we got our girl. We're done. And they were done. They were done. They weren't planning number six. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody. Thank God. This is the story I've heard. Thank God. God got me in there. Aren't you glad? I sure hope so. Praise God. So I wasn't of the will of man, but nevertheless, I was of the flesh. It wasn't in their plan, you know. But then more than that, more than that. See, I didn't have a choice of being born into this world. You didn't have a choice to be born into this world. But you have a choice whether or not you're going to be born of God. Born of God. Born of the flesh, that wasn't your call. But born of God, that's your call. And uh, a lot of people have not answered that call. A lot of people have not received not to receive Jesus. Yeah, they, there's a lot of people in church, a lot of people celebrating like I did growing up. But it's not, it's not, they haven't received him. Why? Because they're not letting go. I remember when I was a little guy, I was probably, oh, I don't know, maybe I was about 15, maybe something like that. I was a teenager. And somebody started sharing the gospel with me, a born-again believer, one of these fanatics. Started sharing the gospel with me, man. I got so angry. Because I felt like they were pushing 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 Jesus on me. And that bothered me. And I got upset. And of course, they just wanted to help me. You know, they were excited about, you know, what they were experiencing. And, and so, I mean, I lashed out at them. And I just wanted them away from me. And, uh, and, I, and I found myself getting emotional over it. And I got away from it. I couldn't understand why I was feeling so emotional and angry. As they were sharing this with me. See, see because... God was trying to touch me. All the way back then, God was trying to get a hold of me, but I was not willing. I was not willing to let go of the world, of my life. I wasn't ready to, 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 to really receive him. Now, I'd turn around and go and, to my religious school, and I'd go to my religious church service with my parents. But that born-again stuff, that just irritated me. This pushing Jesus on me got me all upset. And then I couldn't understand why I had no control over my emotions. I was angry. I was crying. I was like in a frenzy. 
on the inside. You know, I'm coming out on the outside. Now I look back. I know exactly what was going on. There was this, there was this fight going on. There was this resisting Jesus, resisting the real Jesus into my life. But thank God, a few years later, no more resistance. I was hungry, and I recognized it. I needed to know God. For me, it just started out as looking around at life, and I thought, you know, there's got to be. I remember thinking this, even saying it. There's got to be more to this life than just going to work, going out on the weekend, getting old, having a family, and dying. I just said, there's got to be, there's got to be more. So I started searching, and I started getting into meditating and things like that, you know, because I was into the martial arts. But ultimately, in seeking, I found him. I found the light. I found the truth and was saved. But I had to come to that place where I, where I really wanted to receive him. I really want to know the truth, which means I'm willing to let go of whatever I got to let go of. To have you. To have this. You know the Bible, Jesus gives parables and he talks about a field with buried treasure in it. He says, the kingdom of God is like a field with buried treasure. And, the, and, to, and when the person finds it, he sells all that he has and he buys that field. He gets rid of everything he has to get that field because he knows the kind of treasure that's in that field. And he begins to go out there, and now that's the Christian life. Christian life is when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you have bought the field. It's got all kinds of hidden treasure in it. And now, you're ready to let go of everything, leave everything, to be able to get in to that treasure that's in that field. And that's what the Christian life's supposed to. I know religion has messed it all up. But that's the Christian life. That's the life you and I are called to live. It's being treasure hunters, treasure seekers, going out there, uncovering more of the treasure. This field is covered with with treasure. This field is covered with all kinds of treasures, all kinds of riches. There's pearls of great price out here. And I'm telling you, let's get digging. You know, imagine, you know, if you said that, you know, you knew this is an actual field full of all kinds of treasure, but you're going to have to dig. It's you know, several acres. There's lots of land to, to, to dig through. And you, you say to a group of people, okay, guys, there's hidden treasure in here. We're going to start digging. Are you ready? I got shovels over here. Let's go. And you turn around. They're all standing there. I'm not going to go do that. I'm, I mean... I'm a very busy person. Man, I just, not today, I'll come back maybe, maybe tomorrow. I mean, would you be like perplexed by that? I mean, you're like, no, 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 you, you don't, you're not believing me. See, you're not believing, would you think they believe you? If you told them there's treasure in this field and help me dig it up and it, whatever you find, you get to keep it. Just give a tithe. But you get to keep it. And you're like, are you ready? And they all just look at you. And nobody comes with you. Nobody grabs a shovel. Or a couple people pick up shovels and go, yeah, yeah. They kick over some. Just, uh, man, it's getting late. I'm getting hot. Do they really believe there's treasure in that field? No. No, because true faith, true believing has works. It's got action. It's got passion attached to it. 
Come on, somebody. It's got passion attached to it. It's good to know this because, you know, it helps us. There's been times I'm thinking, no, I, I, I believe. And it's like, look in the mirror. Look at what you're doing. You're not doing anything. You don't believe. Look at your actions. I'm like, oh, you're right. And I can stay on top of myself and recognize I'm not really in believing here. I'm not really believing that's what he said. Because I'm really not doing what he said. I'm putting him off. I'm really not following the convictions of my heart. When, the, when I get into a pressured situation, I, I go with the pressure. I go with the flesh. See, that's a sign. You're not really in faith. You're not really believing. But folks that believe, really? Yeah, there's treasure. I'm telling you, there's treasure in here. And you show some, some of the treasure, like, let's go. Let's go. I mean, folks are out there digging and digging. The sun's going down, and they're digging, digging. How can we get some lights out here? Someone says, well, we'll come back and do it in the morning. Forget that. Let's keep going. Get some lights in here. Let's keep digging. Because we believe there's treasure in here. Friend, I got news for you. There's treasure in here. There's treasure in the word of God. God's plan, God's purpose for a supernatural overflowing abundant life is in that word. Dig in. Dig in. Get in there. Pursue him. Seek him. Learn of him. And man, think about it. As we can flow with him. The Bible says he always leads us in triumph. You'll see it on the sign as you pull out of our parking lot this morning. He always leads us in triumph. Somebody say always. Always. Always, always, always. always. So if we're always following him, where are we going? We're going to triumph. We're going to win. We're going to have victory. Can you say amen? Oh, glory be to God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. Born of God, I've received Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's time as children of God, knowing that we're of him, to realize we're not of this world. Just like Jesus. The same way he lived his life on earth. How many people know Jesus lived his life as a man with a mission? He was a man with a mission, a man on a mission. I mean, he walked with purpose. He knew he had purpose while he, he was here on the earth. He wasn't just like, well, whatever happens, happens. No, he was diligently praying, seeking the Father, and following the Father's plan for his life. It's not to be any different with you and I. Our life is to be that intense, that full. That full. Because just like Jesus was born of God, you, through receiving him, are born of God, and therefore you are no longer of this world, but you are of God. Say, I'm of God. We're of God. We are not just of the flesh. We're not just of the world. Therefore, notice what it says in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter, the second chapter. Then we're getting excited. Getting excited about the treasure. Getting excited about abundant life. First Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. Notice what I want you to recognize here. Sojourners. He calls you sojourners. Pilgrims. In other words, folks that are just passing through. 
This isn't it right here. We're just passing through. That's how Jesus lived his life. He lived his life as someone that was just passing through. He didn't live for this world like this was it. He lived in this world, but he lived for the Father. He lived for the eternal life that he came to bring us. That's what he lived for. I want to live for eternal life. What is eternal life? Well, eternal is unceasing. This life is the life of God. It's that abundant, overflowing life. He wants us to have unceasing, absolutely overflowing, abundant life. That's what he's got, that's what he's got for us. But we've got to set our hearts on that. That's what we're going after, not the things of this world. The Amplified Bible of 1 Peter 2.11 says it this way. Beloved, I urge you as aliens... Aliens. How many of you remember that movie? It was, I think it was done back in the 50s. And it was called The Body Snatchers. Anybody remember the movie? No, two people? Two people know The Body Snatchers? Okay, all right. See, we, it's a little slow to respond, but we're getting it. The Body Snatchers. The Body Snatchers. Praise God. I was the first one in my family to get saved. And, uh, and, then, and then my older brother, Alan, he got saved. And then it just, you know, went through the whole family, you know. And uh, it was really great when my dad got saved because he was, he was like the, one of the last ones. So it happened real quick. All of a sudden, you know, my brother John got saved. My brother Jimmy got saved in one night. But within two nights, my mom got saved. You know, they all just started seeing the light. They all started seeing the light. And, uh, and so my dad, he was somewhere else at the time. So my mom just got saved you know, we were all meeting, and she got so excited, she called my dad. And, and she, she said, Al, she said, oh, it's wonderful. And she starts talking about, you know, what Stephen, Stephen's been talking about is it's real, it's true. And, uh, and then my brother Jimmy, he's all fired up because he just got healed. He just got delivered. He just experienced the power of God. He grabs the phone. He goes, Dad, listen, it's incredible. Everything Stephen's been saying is true. And uh, maybe my brother John got in there too. And, and also my dad on the other end of the phone who just finished lighting up his cigar and having his little after dinner drink. He's hanging on the phone. Everybody's grabbing the phone. And he goes, it's the body snatchers. You're not getting me. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> That's what he said. It's the body snatchers. You're not getting me. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> and, uh, and we got him. And he got snatched. See, the body snatches. These aliens come from another planet. They get inside people. And so the people look the same, but it's an alien. That's, I'm going to ask you to go out and rent this thing. I'm just, you don't have to Google search it or anything. Just take my word for it. And, and so, you know, but there are other aliens walking around. So you can't really tell. Like I look over at Ian. You don't know. Is he, is he Ian or is he an alien? You don't know. But notice what it says here. Amplify. Beloved, I beg you as aliens. (laughs) See, we have to recognize. We're aliens. See, when you get get saved, you you don't just get better. You're removed. And you're new. There's a new. The Bible says if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. The old guy died. The aliens killed him. So the aliens sucked him out. And, a new, and, and he's a new creation. He's a new man on the inside. See? So we're not the same anymore. So we're not the same anymore. We need to see that about ourselves. We need to see that. So we look at the word of God and go, 
Oh, I'm an alien. I'm from another world. I'm not from this place. See, we're just passing through this place. See? That's why we're always, you know, out there trying to set up our signals and trying to connect with, connect with heaven. Because that's our real home. That's our real home now. Somebody say, I'm not of this world. He says, I beg you, uh, beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sensual urges, those dishonorable desires that wage war against the soul. Against the soul. So how many people want to have an out-of-this-world kind of life? That's the kind of life God's for us. He's got an out-of-this-world kind of life. But in order to experience this out-of-this-world kind of life, you have to recognize that you're not of this world. Because if you think you're of this world and you're just like everybody else who does not know the Lord, you're a child of God. They're not. They're children of the devil. We don't want them to stay that way. We want to get them saved. But if you just think you're like them, then you're going to just listen to what they listen to. You're going to follow what they follow. You're going to be just like them. You're going to behave just like them. And so you're not going to experience an out-of-this-world kind of life. You'll have a worldly life. And you might be able to do real well for yourself as it goes for man. What, what, men, what men think is really well. But yet God's got so much more, so much better for you and I. And I just don't want to leave this body, step out, and there I stand before the Lord, and he shows me, now, this is what I had for you. But you left the field full of treasure. You didn't do half of what I had for you to do. You kept leaning on your own understanding. You were walking in the flesh, just giving your flesh everything it wanted. And you did the best that you knew, but you fell way short of what I had for you. And he shows the kind of life we were to live and the amount of people that we were to affect over time. Wow. I don't want that to happen. I said I don't want that to happen. It doesn't have to happen. We don't have to live a disappointing life. We don't have to be a disappointment. Not to anybody, not to God. We don't have to be a disappointment. He said, if you're faithful, he said, there'll be a day where he'll stand before you and say, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. Now come be ruler over much. Rule over many things. You can be faithful. We can be faithful. We can do this thing. I said, we can do this thing. We can live an out-of-this-world kind of life. Does anybody want to live an out-of-this-world kind of life? Well, you got to recognize you're not of this world. You're of God. You're of God. You're a child of God. If Jesus is the Lord of your life, we've received him. We're born of him. Now what? Now we grow in him. Just like a newborn baby is born and has to grow where to be growing. I mean, it wouldn't be right. If, if, if a baby was born and two years later is still an infant, you'd know something's wrong, right? Three years later, you look and go, why is he still an infant? What's wrong? You know that's not normal. You know something's wrong. You, you do everything you can to try to help that baby. Get that fixed. We need to look at ourselves. Am I growing? Am I growing? Am I growing in this reality? Am I growing in faith? Am I getting more of the treasures of heaven? Am I learning more to be led by the Spirit of God? Is God's voice becoming clearer to me? Am I recognizing His plan for my life? Am I growing? 
Am I growing? And if we're not, we've got to fix it. I said, we've got to fix it. Thank God we can. God will help us fix it. Amen? And uh, if you are growing, let's grow faster. Let's grow as fast as we can. Let, I believe that today, today was just some fertilizer, you know, to help you grow up faster, get you more nourished, get you stronger in your purpose and in God's plan for your life. And as we go through this life, just like Jesus, we walk through this life and we say things like, I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world. Jesus looked at some folks, religious folks again, and he said to them, he said, you are from beneath, I'm from above. You're of this world, I am not of this world. He would say things like that all the time. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. He stood before Pontius Pilate. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. That's how he lived his life. That's how we need to talk. Follow in the footsteps of our master. Say, great place. I'm not of it. I got a much greater place I'm going. And while I'm here, I'm going to bring the God of that place into this place. I'm going to bring his light. I'm going to bring his goodness. I'm going to bring it into this place and affect and change lives including my own. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Let's thank the Lord this morning. Did you receive his word? That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.